Hello, hello, hello. This week, by popular demand, I've got Jordan, Paul and Tim from We Dominate Nutrition, Warrior Programming and Reebok CrossFit Tyneside back in the hot seat to talk about mental toughness in sport. Well, that was what we were supposed to talk about. <laughs> if you listen to the last episode, you'll know that it was um, it was a little bit difficult to keep them on track, but yet again, absolute gold from start to finish in this. So expect to find out what their individual takes on what mental toughness means and whether or not it can be cultivated and how within athletes. I think you've got three very differing, very contrasting views on mental toughness and on um, the mindset game in general. We also get to find out what their thoughts are on Adam Collard being on Love Island, which is obviously what everyone's concerned about. Also, Paul brought his semen and blood joggers in. So if you want to see them in their full majesty, make sure that you head to YouTube, search Modern Wisdom Podcast on there. All of the episodes will be up with full video files as well. Check that out. All right, quick maths. The less that your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money that you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce the costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you are improving efficiency by bringing all your business processes into one platform. Over 37 thousand companies have already made the move so do the maths and see how you will profit with NetSuite. Back by popular demand NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com modern right now. That's netsuite.com modern. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. I've won Whoop for over four years now, since way before they were a partner on the show, and it is the only wearable I have ever stuck with because it's the best. It is so innocuous, you do not remember that you've got it on, and yet it tracks absolutely everything 24-7 via something from your wrist. It tracks your heart rate, it tracks your sleep, your recovery, all of your workouts, your resting heart rate, your heart rate variability, how much you're breathing throughout the night. It puts all of this into an app and spits out very simple, easy to understand, and fantastic fantastically usable data. It's phenomenal. I am a massive, massive fan of Whoop, and that is why it's the only wearable that I've ever stuck with. You can join for free, pay nothing for the brand new Whoop 4.0 strap, plus you get your first month for free, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you can buy it for free, try it for free, and if you do not like it, after 29 days, they will give you your money back. Head to join.whoop.com slash modernwisdom. That's join.whoop.com slash modern wisdom. This episode is brought to you by AG1. AG1 is a daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Even with the best diet in the world, it is hard to make sure that you get everything that you need. And through a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food sourced nutrients, AG1 delivers comprehensive support for the brain, gut, 
and immune system. This is why Joe Rogan and Lex Friedman and Dr. Andrew Huberman and Tim Ferriss are all massive fans. They have tried every other product out there like I have, and this is by far the best one available. Since 2010, AG1 have improved the formula 52 times in the pursuit of making the best foundational nutrition supplement possible through high quality ingredients and rigorous standards. Also, there's a 90-day money-back guarantee, so you can buy it and try it for 89 days. And if you don't like it, they'll just give you your money back. Head to drinkag1.com slash modernwisdom for that 90-day money-back guarantee, a year's free supply, vitamin D, five free travel packs, and more. That's drinkag1.com slash modernwisdom. But in the meantime, here we go. Jordan, Paul, and Tim. What was happening here? I want to know that early. I was like, oh, we're off to jumping on the wall, man. Why? Why was I jumping on the wall? Parkour. Yeah. Do you parkour? Extreme. That's parkour, man. Did you shout parkour? <laughs> parkour. Extreme. Have you seen those videos where the yeah. kids are doing parkour and they're like running, they'll, jump, they'll go like this, they'll go, have to be careful, I don't poo here, but. but <laughs> parkour. Have you got the squirts? Still not good, mate. Still it's not it's good. Two sorings, first food of the day. Box size sorings away, and then. You can wear the blood in the semen pants if that helps. Oh, I don't need blood semen pants. You brought the blood in the semen pants? You don't get the 356 pounds. Get them on, son. Oh, 156 pounds. <laughs> 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 Mate, they are, they are shite them. Like, they're catastrophic, aren't they? They're yeah. so bad. <laughs> what, who actually makes them? That was supreme. No, but like, who... Who's semen is it? No, who makes the clothes? Do you know, like... Did it, I don't know. Did that manufacture them? I always wonder this. You know what's worse? They, they have cost two pound, make. They want to cost two pound. The will exploited in China. It says <laughs> will on the back. Well, they like the work. Them built of North tracksuit bottoms are, are like fifteen quid or something. Yeah, these are some thick quality. They're just yeah, the winter winter pants. They're just them in the wrong size. That might not They were not for me. It was sixteen quid at the most. Though. When am I getting in here? This is too cold. You're right in there. I'm right. You're in the hot seat. Why am I on the mic? Why do you look like what? Why am I on the mic? Oh, everyone's, everyone's on the mic, mate. Getting really cold, huh? You know what? Okay. <laughs> right, can fuck off over there, can't I? I like it. Oh, go on. We are, man. We're already going. We'll go from your pants. Oh, so me parkour and was parkour, like, Did he park on video? Probably, yeah. Wait, oh, on. Chris, don't put that on. Parkour. Uh, so, Jordan, Paul, and Tim from We Dominate Nutrition, Reebok CrossFit Tyneside Warrior Programming, built up north, and about 45 other businesses as well. We're back today. Hi. Hey. Hi, Chris. Hi there. How are you? How was regionals? It was good. Tim, you go. It's good. Uh, good time out there. Had fun all the way through, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, different experience for us all, really, but in a coaching aspect. Why different? Jordan wasn't there competing. Yeah. It was weird to see the other side of it. How did you find it for the first time? Uh, it was just weird. It was like It was like super relaxed. Whereas normally it's obviously quite intense, isn't it? Like yeah. you're like bed for a certain time, you're up at a certain time, you're stressing about stuff. Like there was none of that, so it was it was cool. You're just chilling out, just chilling. It was it was gin. to be honest, no gins, no gins, bro. Um, but to be honest, it was like it's very boring. It's very boring. Yeah. Like after the team had been on, it was like mm. great. But then that first day just dragged on so long. Was that was the first day the one with the most? It had the longest events in, so like the, after the team had been on, the team were finished by like 10, 
10 or 11 and then we oh, that was, was that triple three yeah we were there at six watching people run on a treadmill for half an hour so that was did that anyone was throw up because I saw lots of videos of people that that like on no one in our region but it's been phenomenal it's been a lot yeah, of seen that lad throw up down himself and I think it's what? Phil Hesketh at the finish line. Phil Hesketh did it on the finish all line, and it went everywhere. It like yeah. lifted him off his feet. Yeah, my first Murph. First time I did Murph, I puked up on myself as I was running. Did you? <laughs> yeah, totally. John was screaming at me, "Keep going!" I was running in a pair of wooden weightlifting shoes. Some doing, doing. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, going down the road." Good squats, though. Yeah, cracking squats, but um, yeah, funny isn't it. It was intense. I thought. I thought it was intense, even though like. Other, even though like we weren't leading the team and there was someone no. else doing that felt like you're being present and like proper emotionally invested in the team and then two different individual athletes there with us directly and then one with Tim just like your heart was in your mouth for the entire mm. weekend and like even if you had one event go well for one person yeah. chances are it wouldn't go well for the other one mm. so you just end up just like I don't know there was a constipated we for three days. Well, that's the exact opposite of what's happening to everyone right now. Yeah, all the athletes, <laughs> exactly. all the athletes are pretty loose. Yeah. And yeah. Desperately, desperately want everyone uh, to be constipated. So, now. yeah, just wanting everyone to succeed. And um, obviously, like, you know, no one got to the game. So, obviously, there was like levels of success vary mm-hmm. depending whether it was like overcoming something that was that you're bricking that, that you couldn't do. Yeah. Or, you know, having things in the bag that when you go out on the floor, just doesn't pay off. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. heart and mouth the whole yeah. time. Well, I mean, I you can't really so I think that, I think it'd be like a week later, I'm actually pretty chilled out about it now. But I think Finally, like I think I was pretty breath, like you know we had people in the region after the week after that we had a, like an athlete in in a region in uh, Latin America, and then the week after we had it there was a team in um, really? a team in the Meridian region plus like a whole bunch of friends. Like a, even once you're not programming you then it, yeah yeah there's people that we have programmed for or people who like or we know or we, we talk to on a personal level they're like um, like Willie like I've spoken to him a few times he's a good guy like I wanted him to do well Willie Willie who's <laughs> Willie we need more Willie at the games <laughs> and uh, crushed it this year you know though. Meg was there um, and other people that we've kind of worked with in the past are really close friends to us yeah younger I was so. do you feel so when someone like Meg Lovegrove or Alex Younger, who have maybe built a foundation either within the gym or within the um, uh, diet side or within the training side, once they've moved on, do you still feel a, a, like a level of ownership of their performance to a degree? Not really. I wouldn't say, no. I wouldn't say ownership because like... No, okay. Maybe. I wouldn't say ownership, but I'd say it's nice to see that I always come back to the same thing, that like a tiny little gym from the northeast is kicking out all these good athletes. Yeah, yeah. Like we've got people who... You know, Alex Younger's from like, he lives around the corner from me. Yeah, he's like was my best friend. And school. now he's on the opposite. Side and now he's on the, the opposite planet. side of the world, competing yeah. in. Crushing it. It's I ridiculous. Mean, so it's crazy. Yeah, it, yeah it's mental. You it's know great I mean? being part of it though. Um, like the journey of getting those guys from a certain level, and now they're right up here mm-hmm. in different regions, right around the world, and seeing that progress. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been all, a lot of that. Periodized, right? It's contributing over yeah. time. Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily about someone. Even though we're not involved right now. Yeah. It's nice, to, nice to, to have been involved at some point. Yeah, you know, I mean, right? obviously you want them to do better when they're with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's, still more there's, there's, there's a little, there's a little bit like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but being, that's being honest. But at the same time, like, yeah, they're all still our friends and we still yeah. talk to them all on, yeah. like, on a social level. Yeah. So, think, like, uh, there was a girl I used to program for in the Meridian region. She came, like, fourth in France. Right. Slightly bitter about it. I love she, it. She left, like, last year. 
Oh, this is programming, not nutrition. Got you. But um, slightly bitter about it. But she did well. And it's great that I was going to say it must, be, it must be difficult to let go of that. <laughs> <laughs> when we were smaller, when we were smaller, and it, it was like, and everyone was like really close. You were close to everyone. I think it was a little bit harder when people left. I mean, smaller operation. Like you know, like yeah, yeah especially like yeah. the gym was much more family oriented, and when people left, it was like it's like one of your members of your family moving away. So it was like, oh, fuck, I want to stay. You know? yeah. And then you were, amb- were also ambitious for ourselves and the team and yeah. the gym. So you're like, shit, how could these guys everything. contribute? But um, but in reality, you know, like as that happens more and more and CrossFit's more popular, people are going to get jobs it's elsewhere. Scale, it's just scaling up, isn't it? Like, yeah, you sure. know, you have one person out of 100 leave. Seems like a lot. You have seven out of 700. It's the same yeah. percentage. The thing, is, just the, the thing is for you guys number. as well, I suppose, that the, the business now, you know, we dominate nutrition and warrior programming and servicing an awful, awful lot of athletes, but at varying levels, you know, yeah. you've got a number of different packages and it's like, well, where are you? Obviously you want to be able to demonstrate your, um, your programming with athletes at yeah. the absolute pinnacle of the sport. Yeah. But there's no reason in and of itself why someone making it to the games is any more impressive than someone going from completely sedentary to being a good local level cross village. That's you know? more impressive. Yeah. Mine. It's just less, there's less, there's less acclaim to it. I, I would just say it doesn't well, look as good on a flyer. I think well. those guys who are, who are going for the games and have those aspirations, they're a lot more, like needy's not the right term, but they're a lot more needy. Do you know they what I mean? They, they need parody, a lot more right? attention. Yeah, they need yeah, a lot yeah. more attention. They need stuff to be um, explained to them because they want to understand. They have mm-hmm. that like need to have the understanding. Whereas people at that lower level, they don't really care. Less rigorous, you know, if, they're big, if they're getting better, they're happy. They don't yeah. want to know why they're getting and better. There's, there's probably so better. much low-hanging fruit, I guess, for young, yeah, new yeah. people as well. Yeah. It's like, exponential at that early stage as well. Just, yeah. How quick they can grow compared to the Absolutely. plateau, then it's just marginal gains. Like the curves like that, years. you know, like yeah. when they first start doing, especially something that's even semi um semi semi uh, <laughs> semi personalized for them it's it's so much more productive for them yeah. so that the 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 sort of curve of them getting better is like so Very aggressive quick. i mean yeah. I, I i imagine that allowing some of your athletes to step out onto the competition floor after you've been with them for ages and prepped them and built them up must be Similar to the feeling that I've got about Adam Collard going on Love Island. <laughs> you've built him up and developed yeah. him. And then he's gone. So you've him, <laughs> you've yeah. cut him yeah. free. You know what I mean? You've, you've cut him free. You, Go on, you, son. He's got this roughly hewn rock that you've uh-huh. found and you've polished it and buffed it for years and years. And oh. you've calmed it down Incredible. and then you've set it on its way. Yeah. But how do you, the pin. How do you honestly... <laughs> you've just thrown it in. <laughs> how do you honestly feel that he's now got 200,000 followers on Instagram? Um... Well, again, you know, like he's a lot more famous than you now. He is. In, some of your athletes, week. some of your athletes can deadlift more than you, though. Do you feel bad about that? <laughs> that's great, true. Great. That's question. a great. That's yeah. a Not great many. comparison. In exactly the same. I can way. do two things. Deadlifts one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dips are the other. Right? <laughs> dips. Yeah, I can do three. What's the what's Clovis? The things I can do. But no, he only trains three times a year. No particular order. Clovis trains three times a year. Deadlift day. Clovis day. Deadlift day, which was Saturday. One arm dips day. Clovis, which was Saturday. Sorry, deadlifts, which was Saturday. Clovis, which is in January. We just got to fill the dips in, and we're done for the year. If it were quarter, I'll win dips as well. That's fine. Anything with max reps. No, yeah, um, you know, we saw Adam. Do we see Adam doing some thrusters? 
Some dumbbell you've seen do dumbbell thrusters, and dumbbell thrusters and not did, to questionable I did hear him doing no rapping him through this. the TV, but I was, Yeah, I was no rapping him, and also I wasn't happy about the amount of noise that was coming out of him. Yeah. I mean, what were the weights? What was it? Like, like? Yeah. not heavy. It wasn't RX, it was like, scaled. No, it was scaled, definitely yeah. scaled. It's like, shh, shh. It's like, bro, it's 15 yeah. kilos, steady on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel Take like there's something important that happened. This is on the program. Yeah, it is. So please tell me what you mean. Did you do a what course? I'm not watching Love Island. He did some thrusts. Paul, sort your life out. Come on, mate. What did you he have it? What it's glorious. He's the guy. He's what? the one guy that's not. Yeah, what was the what? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what was the one? <laughs> they don't issue the programming. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put the programming on the table. Imagine that was a Tano guy going. Did he do burpees? He didn't do burpees. I only saw dumbbell thrusters, but he's looking rather moist when he was doing them, so I assume he was doing quite a lot. 15 kilos. 15 kilos. Or just oiling up before. Yeah, just oiling up pre. Yeah. I got accused of that during the open off someone's girlfriend. You you did look. You quite know, what, actually, somebody came up and said that to me. No, you, yeah. you do look no, oily. I'm just sweaty. Someone yeah. it's a byproduct of a high metabolism. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Right, bro. okay. Stop going up. Oh okay. I can't remember what someone came up to me and said. You can't look like that unless you're oiling up. It's impossible. Yeah. That's what they said. I don't know much very, about the oil situation. Very so. sweaty. Very sweaty. Do you like take baths in baby oil or something? So you like soak it into your skin? No, oh, and then yeah, excrete and then, it yeah, again yeah, when yeah. I'm sweating. You are awfully sweaty when you get off the warm-up run. Well, we do strength portions of the workout and I sweat like it's cardio, so... Yeah, you mm. do. I'm just, warm, you, just you a naturally a warm, warm human yeah. being. Warm You've got a bit of a bead on now, actually, when I talk about it. You're on mm. a little bit more. I thought you were stopping by the kiln and getting some olive oil. Make the long earnest to get some of that uh, halloumi oil. Rub <laughs> oil just rub a bit of halloumi on my face. Collard's tan, how did that happen? His tan? Mm. Beds, I think. Uh, he, he went from... He's fairly tanned to begin with, like a five on the scale of time. On show. <laughs> Gotta be careful with my words. I was going to say, has he changed race now? All right, Board, borderline. Just, just go for it. Borderline. He's very dark. He's very dark. Well, I think naturally. He's in the sun all day. His, dad, yeah. his dad's quite dark, but I, my darkest I've ever been in my life was after I came off, and that was after like three and a half weeks of. Came off what? Love Island. Oh, the sunbeds. Sure <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it might, it might as well. It might as well have been because yeah, that's really all that happens. Because yeah, yeah you've, it's just high velocity sun rays yeah, all, all the time, and all you're wearing shorts. To yeah. Yeah. It is yeah on the minute every minute. Yeah, time vitamin D twenty four hours for, for time. It's good work, on the minute D every minute D. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's, that's later in the that's, that's later in the season when Collard's put some groundwork in. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> so um, we've got two topics that we can talk about. Uh-huh. One of them is going to be mindset. One of them is going to be nutrition. Which one do you want to go for today? Let's go mindset. Let's go mindset because I think it would be good for you to do one with Timmy on nutrition. Cool. Uh, you separate it. Brilliant. Stuff. Cool. So um, my question, my main question about mindset within sport is you guys try and prepare your athletes as best as possible with uh, periodization for strength, for energy levels, for their um, mood, yeah. for managing everything that you can to get them to have the highest ability at the highest access to all of their potential output or performance within let's say a CrossFit competition. Yeah. But the same would be true if you were a gymnast, if you were a, um, the same would be true if you were a powerlifter or presumably a martial artist, whatever it is. Um, but the biggest mediator of someone's output of their potential is whether or not in their mind they tell themselves to do it. Yeah. Like if someone is in the middle of a really long, horrible workout where their lungs are burning and their legs are aching and their mind's telling them to stop, them telling themselves not to stop makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, 100%. How do you train that 
how do you how do you actually I'd, help to sort of? I'd say the best don't have that question in the head. Yeah, I think if you look if, at anybody, sorry, yeah, if there's any doubt in the head of I need to stop, you're probably not going to be up there anyway. Like if you look at like anybody who's successful in any athletic field, any athletic field, so like Ronaldo's a footballer, you know, famous American footballers or anything like that, like none of them have a doubt about their ability or mm. that they're supposed to be there. They all believe that they're supposed to be there. Yeah. Look at Conor McGregor, for example. Mm-hmm. Like six years ago, he was living on benefits. Now he made a hundred. He's fourth on Forbes list last year. Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's just he's got that ability and he's he's got that that mindset that allows him to do that. And nobody's taught him that. He's just he's had it. But we all, we all know that, we all know that when you get deeper into a workout, especially specifically with CrossFit, I think is one of the reasons I said it on the first podcast that we did. One of the reasons I think CrossFit is a, uh, an engaging spectator sport. The same, <clears throat> the same reason that the Tour de France is. That you yeah. can observe the suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see people as they go in and out of themselves battling with their own will. Yeah, to compare it to yourself and, as well. We all, know, we all know that, as you say, you know, a lot of these guys have got this unwavering self-belief. But put yourself half an hour deep into a really, really horrible workout. Yeah. And kind of that mindset gets tested it's a different it environment a lot. It, it does it's just for me it, I think it's one of those <coughs> things that you can develop it for sure but I think you mm. develop it through through training so you develop it yeah. through like Putting suffering like ultimately suffering like when you turn up it's like that that age old thing like train hard play easy mm-hmm. like train harder than the competition's ever going to be so when you get there it doesn't feel that bad like if you've got to do seven events over three days train 20 do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and that's make, your coach's job to yeah, do Yeah, exactly. That's so where kind of we step in. You, you should have, your athlete should be prepared for hell. Like, so it's, you know the mind, I mean? it's the mindset a byproduct of the physical training then to a degree? Personally, I yeah. think it is. I think there's more going into it. So you've got that side, then you've got what you've grown up with. So you're born with this innate sense of hard work. And that's developed on with your childhood, with your parents, mm-hmm. how they've distilled that into you. Yeah. That's either going to be those guys telling you to do chores around the house or maybe like if, if your dad wasn't there you have to deal with things and step up a level mm, I think and look after those around you I mean you'll, you'll and that just builds upon it like everybody's everybody who's at the top has suffered setbacks along the way yeah. in terms of the childhood yeah or they've been through things like Rich Froning had to do loads when he was a kid loads and loads of chores around the house and it just hard work was distilled in him yeah Rich Froning Senior looks like a proper task, taskmaster yeah. He? yeah he does like there's loads then, of trees there's a lake something needs cutting something yeah. needs chopping and when you apply all that into an athlete and throw them in the gym mm-hmm. then they see success with it and they start growing and growing you have growing. the foundations from you have the foundations you to build then you apply the training to it yeah but obviously 20 you, workouts you just, there's nothing that would stop you from inheriting an athlete who hasn't had a uh, ideal um, foundation mm-hmm. and that when they get deep into a workout that they get a lot of negative self-talk that comes through so I think yeah. we manage it in different ways so I think like I think with these two it's hard because these two are like two robust bastards who will push themselves hard in workouts mm-hmm. so Tim can relate it to his own personal thing Tim will batter himself to how many diffusions have you had? zero I've, I've just slipped a disc you've slipped it a couple of multiple times multiple discs though yeah, yeah in a badly way. Yeah, rather full, badly. And, the then, you, and then you did your knee, knee or knees? Knee, a uh, Toma patella tendon. Yeah, so the, the, that's the, Tim's, Tim's problem the is definitely... full spinal was developed for Tim Briggs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I can go full spinal now and that's completely fine. And I'm 
You can swap. It's, I'm so robust with my spine, it's fine. Well, it's one disc, isn't it, now? But with Tim? <laughs> yes. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, just rolling. It, it just... That's so all Tim's problem isn't stopping. Hinge at the hip, Tim. Tim's problem is the fact he won't stop. Yeah. And Jordan, the same. He's pretty, well, he's pretty known for, like... Putting himself digging, in the bin. Putting the bin. Yeah. So I think we've got multiple levels. I think, like, on a gym level, and, like, on a regular culture, it's just the culture that the coaches instill. Because in the gym... The majority of the time, we're always there. Mm. Well, we are always there. Yeah. So they're always going to get motivated. So self-talk probably gets overridden by our chat. And presence. Our motivation, our presence. Yeah, so therefore, there's a, yeah, there's, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's that fear factor that we're always there. We're watching. It's eyes on. Get rid like, of that doubt as well, though. Mm, like, yeah. you'll always see people in class where like, oh, I just can't do it. I'm like, well, you can, because mm. you've done 30 other reps, so yeah. you've only got 20 left. Yeah. Yeah. You've already done more than what you've got left, so just yeah. you may as well finish it's it so, off. It's so funny, and anyone who's listening will know exactly the same pain that I feel when one of the coaches walks by and you're hanging out of your ass and you've got 20 thrusters left in a workout at 50 kilos and it's really, really heavy. And someone will say, how many have you got? How many have you done or how many have you got left? And you say the number... And you know that all they're going to say is, well, pick the fucking bar up. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate, I know. Well, I know. Like, do you not well, think, yeah. well, do you not think if I fancied picking the bar up yeah, that yeah, I would have would. already fucking picked it up? But like, us being there, you pick the bar up? I, I, I pick it up more readily. We, we might piss you off enough. You're like, fuck it. Fuck I'll pick I'll the bar you, up. I'll tell you it's who right. I always feel picks on me. and call him out. Ben Kennedy. He's, he's, he's a just, voracious he's just Williamson picker on of how good you look. I don't think that's the case. I think so. Ben Ben doesn't have oily. Ben doesn't have the baby oil. Skin. Yeah, but that would be terrible when he's in a wetsuit. I know. He needs to swim. Mm, He'd get true. wetsuit rash. But then again, wouldn't he be really streamlined without the wetsuit? No, no need for a wetsuit. Yeah, no be, yeah. So in the gym, you're basically you're forced into it. With bullies. Yeah. So, okay, with so, professional bullies. so now. But also, you're turning up for that, though. You know yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know what you're expecting. So, yeah. we're, we're there. You're there to be motivated, there to be pushed. Therefore, through experience, you're going to realize that you can yeah. because we've told you you can. And therefore, eventually, you'll believe in yourself and your own abilities. And therefore, that comes on to you can. Kind yeah. of like the same way as a as someone who's got a substance dependency weans themselves off it they yeah. wean themselves off yeah. the buttress that is your motivation and you being over them and yeah. you allow them to spend yeah. more time because yeah. I've always thought like you know you are right there's if I'm ever doing programming that's written for myself and I'm doing it with a partner um, you're always going to almost always work hard it's very yeah, difficult yeah. I mm-hmm. think to put yourself in that same hole when it's just you yeah, yeah, class environment as well like obviously it doesn't really apply to to most top level athletes because the, the majority of them train on their own but yeah. to like general gym population like it, it is that shared suffering like everybody's going through the same thing everybody's mm-hmm. doing the same thing so you think well you know he's 65 over there he's doing it so he's cracking up. I'm sure I can do it you know what I mean it's, I'm going to fucking take that 65 year old I'm taking that 65 year old down <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean I'm taking him down like so yeah. I think it, that in itself is quite motivating and quite um quite powerful yeah, to get is. people to I mean that's so on that training levels. level on that training level then most of that that kind of like self-talk is taken away motivated by the coaches motivated by the people around you motivated by the environment yeah. therefore in that level that's fine the issues become is when all of a sudden you have to become autonomous mm-hmm. and then you're not mm-hmm. there in their ear yeah. and that's when the demons creep in yeah. that's when the fear that's when you just looked at some other prick doing like a bigger snatch than you on Instagram and they're about yeah. to be at the same competition as you, which doesn't have any snatches in, but that doesn't matter because they got 3,000 likes. The anxiety comes up. Yeah. On yeah. a fucking post yeah. of a snatch. I, was, I remember a story that Meg once told me about a workout she'd done. I think it was something to do with snatches and you were in there 
and she was like really really unhappy during this workout yeah and constantly going and you had been she she said she wanted to give up you said you're not fucking giving up apparently kept on doing snatches closer and closer to a wall yeah and then once she completed it with like pretty much with tears streaming down her face you threw the keys at her and said go lock up I don't think I threw the keys at her I think she's modified that slightly do you know this story that I'm talking about she was facing the wall crying quite heavily yeah right do you think that something like that or um, I for, certain, for certain athletes, do you think that kind of breaking down those barriers and pushing them through it? Because I know that she found that a very, it, out the other side at the time, probably not very happy. Afterwards, I know that she found that a very rewarding experience. Yeah, but and I she think, found it very yeah. valuable. I didn't sort of force her into that though. No. That wasn't me like She's saying, a, she's a I, top I, level I put, athlete who understands exactly we were, what she's she was doing. About, she was preparing for regionals. We were doing it on our own. She was our first individual client. We looked at the programming and wrote for something that we felt was definitely going to challenge her testing. and test her. But we, but we knew that we, you know, we knew that the weights and the loads were going to be more testing than what she'd done in the gym. Crying for time. So um, <laughs> we give her a workout to do and she was just having an argument with herself facing a wall saying, Warriors only give me this to prove to me that I can't do it. And then, I, then she started screaming at herself that she was going to prove me wrong. And then she started having... There's no one else there. Well, I was there. Well, yeah. yeah, but she was, yeah, yeah. yeah, so she was just... No, she was arguing with herself. Yeah. And then she broke into tears. Well, technically but, a wall. But... She got to the end of it and realised that she could do the thing that she thought she couldn't do. And yeah, for her, I think that was like a, a pretty good moment. Like a, like a, a monumentous moment for her because she realised she was capable and that I wasn't trying to trick of, of her, an awful, her up. Of an awful yeah. lot more than she thought. Yeah. And I think, I, was, I think that was a really good moment for her. Do you have, do you have like obviously that's quite an um, obvious example of something that was really, really apparent. But do you have other moments, sort of breakthrough moments with athletes that you work with where you can kind of see that they see the other side of their capabilities a little bit? Or does it always, does it, is it just a parrot, like a, a spectrum, sorry, where they just go from being good to better to even better to... I think one of the clients, she'd had a really bad year at regionals and uh, just before I started working with her and um, she sort of DQ'd on one of the workouts and wasn't able to proceed to lay on the competition and that had sat heavily with her. And I think after a few conversations with her and some strong training sessions and some belief in, um, at the time there was a phrase that I now fucking hate, which is stay in your lane. Um... And that at the time resonated with her. Mm. And for her, it was actually this switch of like, I can manage my own shit. If a judge knows reps me, I can stop and manage that mm. situation in a much better way. Yeah. By just leaving, just looking at the judge and saying, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Because yeah. you've got that many no reps on a wall ball is that she just kept frying herself out and getting more emotional mm. about the situation at the yeah. time. Um, and then for her, it was quite a simple mindset shift. It was, hang on. I can stop for five seconds and get no more no reps. Yeah. If I just engage with my judge and say, you know, what the you with pistols, fuck do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that pistol. I've had that multiple times with different things, but yeah, it's like one of those things, like the way I always think about it is you worked so hard to get there. Um, You worked so hard to get there. Like why let a no rep get in the way of it? Mm-hmm. You get a no rep, just crack on, just do another. It's all about like, ethos, though. Isn't yeah, it? like you know, like the judge was no repness for something that was a rep. Like to be fair, she was she was giving me the reps on the leg where there shouldn't have been reps, so I can't really complain. Gives, give, yeah, but you give know, and take it's given it's give and take. But yeah. you know, like I could have, like other athletes did that again, stood there and shouted in her face. But then, like, what what good does that do? Because she's she's not giving us the reps. So all I did was just turned, finished the workout, and then. That was it. Like, didn't yeah. go back and complain, didn't put a complaint in. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no point. They're not going to yeah. give you any reps back. So, yeah. like, what can they do? Yeah, just there's no point in dwelling on it. Like, I, I came, I think I came seventh in that event. I could probably came third. But, yeah. Yeah. 
didn't matter. Finished 26th. You like, know what I mean? Oh, I, I remember, remember, I remember that. Possible. Possible. He could have shot a shit fit and came last. So. Yeah, yeah, like it's not like I was going to games. Didn't yeah. matter. If you got emotional and started, like if you were... Yeah. And also, like, hyperventilating you just look like a, do you just look like a dickhead as well? Everyone in the stands were like in uproar about it. And he wasn't... He yeah. was the only one. The calmest, the calmest person there everybody. was the person who got no rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally was like, ah, it's one of those. It's one of those things. Then like, everyone suddenly realised like, it is one of those like we'll just move on to our next. I mean that's that's yeah. that's part of the reason why you're a good role model for the gym, mm. right? For the for the good athletes that yeah, are moving forward. Me. Yeah. So what uh, what are your thoughts on is re- regionals is completely finished now, right? Done now, yeah. So what what's, your, what what's your thoughts on the uh, workouts that got issued this year? For it's regional fitness, isn't I it? think it's I think it's real tough though because like there's just no consistency with the programming, mm. so it's like it's just. I understand that the sport is like unknown and unknowable, but yeah. I think there should be a bit of consistency with like the tests, mm. like the open. You kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Regionals, it should kind of be the same. Like yeah. there should kind of be a formula you have to follow. Like I don't understand how everything can go from being with a dumbbell last year to <laughs> this year. There's no dumbbells in yeah. there. Yeah, well, there was, but it was yeah, it was two dumbbells this yeah. time, not one. So you got now you got two dumbbells, over. and then you got boxed. It's like just yeah. have a bit of consistency about yeah what what it's going to be. I think he's trying to think of how he can trip people up yeah. more so than show off people's fitness. People did well this year. Obviously, the best are always going to do well. Mm-hmm. And they're going to qualify. But those on the outside, some did really well. If that's a bag, like if they can bench press, those who can't bench press probably didn't do that well. Yeah, like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, out it caught really everybody out. What was it? Can you explain the workout for people who don't know what it was? So one thing before I do that, one thing I was going to mention about the mindset as well, is that the biggest thing that I think people suffer with is like the fear of failure. But once you get over the fact that you might fail, then who cares? Yeah. Like if you go to regionals yeah. and you fail, you still fought your fitness in your regionals. Yeah, who cares? Exactly. You know what I mean? There's only 39 people who can hold that over you. So we, um, we, we did a we did a podcast on confidence with Johnny and Yusuf recently. And one of the key things that we took away from that in order to maximise confidence was to relinquish your uh, desire to feel like you have any level of um, uh, any allowance to not be stupid. Like if you wake up on a morning and you presume that you're going to make loads of mistakes all the yeah. time, because that is a byproduct of being human because yeah. we're not robots and we do yeah. make mistakes. Like letting go of your desire to have like you, too much dignity, I suppose to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. Is it actually creates a rod for your own back. Oh, I should be doing this. I should mm-hmm. be doing that. And you're like, just do what you can yeah. and prep as well as you can. And then, the outcome is the outcome. So we have a great thing where mainly Wednesdays, we've done this for quite a while, both within the gym and Warrior program. We often program unrealistic EMOMs. Oh, you might you might realise this you in might the gym. This I have done, yeah. So you did recently the one with the, um, it was a two triplets, the what the assault bike, the double unders with the handstand push-ups. It was impossible. It was, I wouldn't well, say impossible. Did anyone, did anyone see do it? people compete yeah. Well, yeah. on every single round? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's not impossible, it's impossible. but it's, it's incredible. It's going to be really possible. tough. It's tough. It's going to knock doable. you. Yeah. What's the reason for that? Just to test mental toughness. Like, what can you do? Where do you need to scale? Someone might be amazing. They might be going to regionals, but they might not be able to complete this workout. So they're putting the bin by this workout. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just, it's like. And how are you going to overcome that? What can you do next time? Yeah, it's like that whole thing about like failing, like people get super worried about it, like in whatever training, business, whatever, like just have a pop. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the people who are going to have a go at you for failing are the same people that didn't give it a go. Which people are going to get better? The people who drop it back a couple of reps, 
but complete it, mm-hmm. or the people who just don't end up doing the workout, mm-hmm. or you know what I mean, or like yeah. the people. It's a forty-minute workout of moving and yeah. suffering. Mm-hmm. It's like fucking endure, yeah. like and you'll be Crack fine. On. Like you will have done forty minutes of hard, hard exercise yeah. Yeah. and improved one way or another. Yeah. Um, and if the whole fear is, is I'm not going to be able to get through this work, then you know the you, you're not learning the right lessons. Yeah, yeah. I think and. Um, the internal dialogue when you're going through that. I mean, I don't know what it's like for you guys who've got a lot more experience, but I'd say that I'm now probably a moderately representative local level CrossFitter. Yeah. In, in that Are you going to put that in your Instagram bio? Moderately representative. To be honest, you're one level. of the only in, uh, local CrossFitters I know can also do Paco. Um yeah, but it's it's one of them and where like people get so worried about failing. Fear of failure, I think expectations. You've got to manage your That shit will fuck yeah. you over. Yeah, if you go there thinking that just where you should be or what you should be and not focusing on what's in front of you. Yeah. You, how you, do you how do you do that? Let's say it's a good example for regionals. You get to test the workouts in advance. Mm. You know what your time should be. Well, yes, nah, no, yeah. I think, the, I think the environment is so different. Oh, man. I think no. the only test is when you're on the floor and what you're getting. Mm. And the only test is how you overcome with that. Like you, The amount of times you get people who did shit in training but then bossed it at regionals yeah. or, or, or vice versa. Yeah. But if you let the out, if you well. if you if you yeah. if you let the outcome that's you all over right yeah it's, if you let the outcome of one workout <laughs> affect how the rest of the weekend goes the chances are like you know yeah, it, it, yeah, effect, yeah right? i should have done well in this workout great fucking story write in your little journal later and fucking i don't know pray about it yeah. do whatever you need to do but if you know you can't let that single moment get to you yeah. so i think that expectation thing is um I think expectation will really crush people mm. massively. It's also really funny when people do all the regional workouts of like six, seven days. Yeah. Well, we did. Then, this last then time. make a post and say, "I would have came 18. I would have came eighteen. It's like, nah, bro. Didn't go regional. Nah. Nah. <laughs> well, I mean, this was. What so did the judge say? Oh, I didn't have one. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, I had to scale the bench. How did you find? Time. How did you find Madrid? Well, I did it in Wolverhampton. Yeah. <laughs> didn't Wolverhampton? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Strange that's that, because that's not where regionals was. <laughs> did you have to run to the separate market now? It's all those things as well, though, like like moving the chess piece and yeah, yeah, the barbells and all that stuff that you, you don't have in training. Hefty run this year. Hefty like, run in between. Yeah. So back to Linda, sorry, anyway. Okay, I totally so, just segued into no, someone so else. So like, cut this in. Yeah, cut it in. Cut it in. Cut it in. So regionals workouts this year, any highlights? You mentioned Linda. Linda is? So it was 10 to 1. A deadlift. I can't remember the weight. Heavy. He- heavy-ish, like 150? 130. One, oh, 5 135 ish. 135-ish. Yeah, so 10 reps of that. 10 reps of that. <laughs> well done, Cottage. So good. <laughs> well done, Cottage. The bench was at like 80, Four. 80, 84 kilos. Go on, Timmy, lad. Yes. And then yes, the man. squat clean was at 60. So like you do 10, 65. I think. 65. It's all these so you pounds, do, isn't it? It's oh, all yeah, pounds. American pounds. pounds. But right. they use the shorter bars as well, so it's like an awkward... Weight as well. The mm. bar's not forty five pounds. It's forty, so it's a bit off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it was ten, 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 nine, 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 eight, 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 all the way down to one, 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 and it just crushed people. Seventeen minute time cap. It as crushed well. people. Like some of the poor girls, bloody hell, mm. they were having a bad time with that bench press. I was going to say from the from the fact that like it's... crushing the first set of deadlifts like an absolute hero, and then just <laughs> not. Do you know? Do you know what that is? That's too much booty blaster. Too much booty blaster, not enough uh, pec blaster. Exactly. Not enough pec deck. 
Peck, more peck deck. I thought literally she Let's hit thrusts. Miss Chest Day, that's International Boogie Yeah, the Miss Monday. Bench benches are just for hip thrusts and um, refill elevated lunges. That's all I thought they were yeah, for. Yeah, that's all I thought they were for. See, I put my stuff on the bench quite often. Yeah, I use mine as a, as a vanity station. station. Yeah, yeah, not a vanity station. Like, there's no cosmetics on there. Oh, no, but how do you prop up your phone? I use it like a video. video. Oh, mate, don't I don't video. video I can use. If I need a tripod, I ask Alex Murphy for yeah. I use it to reach the rig. Yeah, that's a good oh, shot. Really good shot. And yeah, all the rings. When you do clovers, it's like <laughs> <laughs> We kidnap bench quite a lot. They uh, use it quite often. They're, they're very versatile. Yeah. But pretty shit for. I think, I think, yeah, that. To lie on and press weight. That was, unex- <laughs> that was definitely unexpected. Was that the most unexpected workout? 100%, yeah, I would say so. Like, triple three. I think triple three of, as well. Yeah. Which, just, what was triple three? I think, so triple threes, um, 3K row, 300 double unders, three. Mile run on, but he did it on the skill mill, on the um, assault runner. Sorry, yeah. it was just like savage. It's about it's about time that happened, though, isn't it? That it's there was a super time. long time, a yeah. super long. Just like, putting it in the air that I didn't go though. Cheers, Dave. Appreciate I was going to say. Well, the other year you didn't go as well when you pushed your knee. They put a long run in then. Yeah, they put a long one k row, thirty handstand yeah. push-ups, one k run or something. Full round. It's, it's did you try? Round. Did you try and do that workout? No, I haven't done it. I haven't done it. I don't want to be that guy. Oh, what a kid. No, but did you, so but during the I've done the workout before. <laughs> right, so how was it? Uh I've I've done it but not on a not on a assault run. Yeah, I think it's different. I've done, yeah, I've run it I've done it running and it's actually fine. The worst three bit, miles the three worst miles running is, on that. Um yeah, cars after the double unders, that's it. Like yeah. actual workout, it's just cardio. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. Just it's cardio. It's just cardio, yeah. Good I mean there was a lot of people, if anyone's wants to look at some good videos, if you check out the CrossFit Games Instagram and scroll back a little bit, there is a wealth of people throwing Spirit. up down themselves yeah. mm. wow so for those of you who don't know what a skill mill or a true form runner is it's like a self-powered treadmill that yeah. moves as you strike your foot the so your foot treadmill. Yeah. yeah your foot moves the actual um platform that you're on rather than it moving and you having to keep up with it yeah so you determine your own speed yeah, yeah. but what must have happened because people were throwing up down themselves as they're on this thing would have been whipping it would have been around. flicking mm. round poor judges like a, i know poor judges you know that when you go through sick. mud on your bike when you're a kid yeah. and all up the back so you need like a, a vomit guard on the mm. front of the skill mill and it is to protect everyone from getting flickage. Do you know quite a few of the treadmills turned off? So the way they had to judge it, there was a meter marked out on with the white lines. If you saw it at regionals, there was white lines on the treadmill. Yeah. And, it, and they had whoop, to count whoop. how many times the white line passed. The judge did. 5,000. 5,000 or 4,800 of those. It's fucking okay. shit being a judge, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mm. It's hard. It's a hard weekend. 300 double unders are hard. It's a hard it's a weekend, man. Like, you bench don't press either is or isn't. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. I like, hate judging <laughs> double unders. Yeah, just one of those things. You're literally judge, yeah. just counting them and then all of a sudden I'm like... Fuck knows. It's really, really fucking boring though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we'll fix or something. So I got, to watch, I got to watch um, Sam Briggs, Sarah Sigmund's daughter and Emma McQuaid do 18.3. Yeah. And um, one of the coaches of uh, CrossFit Club Lysander had to judge Sam Briggs, remembering that he was going to go and do 18.3 afterwards and be judged by them. Yeah. And before he went over, I was like, mate, are you more nervous to judge her doing mm-hmm. her effort or for her to judge you? And his like, hand was like... Shit. Yeah, he was like... Yeah. And you can see him there. It's proper twitchy it's boy, like isn't it? 400 double-unders twice, right? So like 800 chances to yeah. get it wrong. Yeah, it was It was like 100 double-unders, then someone else, then 100 double-unders, someone else. Yeah, yeah. Two rounds, yeah, two rounds of reps. Yeah, eight hundred opportunities to mess in bet- up. Yeah, exactly. In between everything else, and you could see from the side, and he's going on his fingers. <laughs> yeah, like the most <laughs> focused that you've ever seen someone in their life. Like he definitely, definitely 
had more um, more single mindedness when judging than when yeah. when performing. Then actually, like, there's so much relief. <laughs> even judging him's pretty tough. Yeah, I'm bad on the like, double under's like some. No, not even that. It's just you feel a bit like even you're nervous about it because you know the you recording. Don't have to right, yeah. You know they're probably going to get sent. One of them's going to get sent. I off. remember I judged Jordan once in a in a workout. It was one that actually got monitored. Actually got viewed by regionals. The squad clean one, one, wasn't it? Yeah. And literally, I just finished like judging him and just finished it. I was like. For that the video and stuff and literally someone came behind me and was like I wouldn't give him those reps and I was no, like I, Just bro. <laughs> I was like got, and then I, then I had to literally go over to Jordan and go uh, we I need to watch the video now bro I think you might need to do it again <laughs> but we watched the video back and we just like we just like because so you can slow it down we were just like nah, we're fine. If, you'd, um, if you'd not if, if that had been sent off and CrossFit had HQ had adjudicated that you had given him reps that shouldn't have been reps would that would that have caused a lot of shit? No, it doesn't really. It doesn't really. It's not really it's that much of an issue. It's always been approved. Oh yeah, it's not really that much of an issue if you do get a video disallowed because I think I think you get the choice to do it again. Right. So I think they say to you, look, you can do it again, and you can repeat the score, yeah. and you can video it, yeah. and we'll accept your score. Mm-hmm. We'll not give you any more, but we'll not take anything away. Okay. Or we'll give you a penalty. So if it's less than like three or f- I think if yeah. it's less than five reps, they don't give you a penalty. Okay. If it's more than five, they, they subtract fifteen percent off your score. So there is a spectrum here. I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was like because I mean you get you get some people. Josh Bridges. Didn't yeah, it? yeah, like jo- happened to Josh Bridges. Yeah, the extension on the deadlift. Yeah, yeah, but like what was weird about that is HQ had approved it, approved the video and accepted it, and then when there was backlash from it, then the you see the Brock oh, Wells one yeah. with the handstand press ups this year. No, I didn't see that. I, one. I heard about fucking, it, but I didn't. I didn't. She took it down straight away. Did she? So she filmed it on a potato at about three hundred yards distance. Ah, oh, nice. And, um, from a funny angle as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's from like from the floor. Did she go to regionals this year? Yeah. yeah. Did she go to the games? Games. I oh, should. Oh well, that's just how much I watch. Just handstand pushups. And they though. said they, it went on the Reddit. So Reddit's like just a melting pot for people who yeah. want to be stirring angry about stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they um the, this video particular video went up and people started scrutinising it, and CrossFit have got a Reddit account and they replied yeah. on there and they said something to the effect of. The video isn't the video isn't required to be proof of the athlete's score. It is to be an example of their work capacity to be able to complete it. So it's like that her actual score mm. d- didn't matter. It's that she demonstrated that she could have got the score. All right, okay. Let, like, let's oh, turn it around. Point so of let's, the let's just like, if that was me coming out of nowhere <laughs> with her score, yeah. completing the workout. The, the issue was the feet on the wall. For the handstands, that's, right, why, okay. that's why people were. So that's like me going like on a twenty-minute work. I will run a sixty-minute five k, so I can clearly do the work. Yeah, yeah. that's well, what's it's hard. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Because it's hard, yeah. isn't it? Because like you only have to put a video submission in if they a ask for the video, b whether you're doing it without a judge and you know like you're in the middle of nowhere and you haven't sent your videos in to be approved. Yeah. Therefore, any other videos that get posted really are irrelevant. Mm. But obviously, they highlight. If you're a bit of a cheating shit, or you're not very good with your reps, yeah. like it highlights what you're doing. Because that one guy, I think we mentioned it last time on the podcast, that one guy, that golden bloke who Josh wasn't locking out, yeah, wasn't, Golden, wasn't yeah. locking out his push press, and like bless him, his box judge was ju- well. uh, box jumps, his judge was judging him. He was doing the reps. He was just doing what his judge said. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, I got this amazing score." Yeah. Then out of nowhere, one of his members who was in the background, like you know, Released filming it just out of nowhere, posted it online. Look how good my coach is bossing this. Killed him. And then literally <laughs> everyone tags CrossFit in, Not everyone posts, everyone's like slags him off. His, gym he, he got his full gym got disqualified. Full gym. Oh my God. So that member, that member in the background. Just I mean, like, at the very least that member's got to 
they, they need to take a week off. It's an increase in fees, like yeah, oh, definitely. You've got you've got at the very least. The member, the member was yeah. just the member was just <laughs> you've proud. Got rates, assault, like, you're on the new rates, lads. You're yeah. on the new rates. But the member was just buzzing that the coach was a boss. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and and he was happy because the judge had told him he got there the rest. There needs to be a line drawn in the sand somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah apparently not anywhere near Brookwells. No. Yeah. What a curved line. Yeah, very much, very much so. So what else? What else? You know that Stanley Lane thing? Yeah. It's got fuck all to do with me. She's not in our region. She's nowhere else. I don't even know what Reddit is. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, they should fucking. You do well on Reddit. Yeah, they should sort it out. You do well on Reddit. Reddit is made for you. They should sort it out. It's like Supreme. It's like forums made by Supreme. They should sort it out. By all means, but like, yeah. I don't really give a fuck about all these whiny crossfitters whinging who can't even do a handstand push-up themselves, mm. complaining about yeah. Brookwell's potato. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's pretty, <laughs> pretty fit though, you she's, know what I mean? Like, fit. she's proven that I, she can I didn't see the video, fitness. I've heard of her name, she's yeah. probably really good at CrossFit, maybe she should be there. I'll link, I don't know, I'll but, link whatever I can, no. I'll, link, I'll link the thread in the show notes, so if you want to check a little bit more out about this on Reddit, then you'll be able to. Um, so what else at regionals, was there anything else that you thought that was either good or not good? I am... Um, I thought the rest of the weekend was good. Like, the events were really, really good. Mm-hmm. Really, really challenging. Visually quite cool, right? As they're making yeah, people walk um, forward with the bars and yeah. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. I think uh, the venue was pretty decent. Venue was we're good. talking... Food was terrible. We're, we're not food talking hydration this time, bad. though, right? No, we're talking Berlin, so... This would be venue, the first time you've been to was, Berlin, right? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I've, first, I've been to Berlin, but... It's a motherland for Tim. Well, yeah, I know, yeah. You're just surrounded yeah, by your own people, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, so we're in 1945. 1945. Straight back. <laughs> um, Benjamin Button style. So. <laughs> uh, food in the in the venue was terrible. Mm. Hydration. It's supplied situation. by like nobody. Okay. It's supplied by the, the venue. I mean, can you imagine? Let's say terrible, that, let's say that we did it in the the NEC or I, well, I don't know something in oh. Birmingham or whatever, if, and it was held in the UK, and you got Cattleball Kitchen to go and. They'd yeah. make a fortune. But the, the, food, the food would be legit. But mm. in like Copenhagen, a couple of years ago, that's what they did. So there was like six Taylor fans outside. Oh, okay. And you went outside and there was like a huge picnic area. And they nailed it in Copenhagen. Yeah. I don't know why they that's moved so it. so good. Mm. It was a little bit out of the way, but like, it was nice. You were getting yeah. Yeah. But people from Copenhagen, Copenhagen uh, is Denmark still part of our region? Because yeah, everything yeah, yeah. shuffled around. So they're like region. Northern Europe now, but that still falls in our regional. Mm-hmm. So I, d- I don't know why they ever moved it from there, but um, I think it was good. It was good. It was good fun. Like, more, more spectator, the spectator passes thing was a bit of a was a bit of a thing. It was a bit. It was a hard. They just sold out really quickly, and then mm-hmm. people weren't quite prepared, and team people didn't know whether they were going to get a free spectator pass. Or whatever. And, and it's just, it's just, stuff. it's just got, stupid like, logistics. All members Everybody got like an. Yeah, I actually thought, I actually one, thought right? it was really good. Yeah. I didn't really have time to eat anyway, but. I tried to go to that food springs thing that everyone loves, but it was about fucking eight euros for a, for a water and a dried fucking strawberry. <laughs> Honestly, it turns into dust in your hand. Uh, there goes my sponsorship fucking deal. But eight euros. Fucking bottle. Eight euros. <laughs> bottle of water. Bottle of water. I didn't even know it was a bottle of water. He just poured it. Me, it po- I bought you that. That was fucking carny. I know that I owe you. <laughs> I, 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 two, two waters. Eight quid. Oh, Unbelievable. Day, I, I, know, I, I got in it. the affiliate lounge. <laughs> I got in the affiliate lounge and I was like, oh lads, all the coffee's free and that, so I'll just bring it out for you. <laughs> Went in. It was four euros for coffee. <laughs> I thought, what am I paying for the aviation fees for? Yeah. Like, can't even get a coffee. free coffee. Can't even get a free coffee. God damn. Oh, but no, it was good. It was good. It was um, yeah. It was just long. It was a mm. long weekend and very, very different. I think for all of us. How much, Paul? How much sleep do you get at regionals? Actually, no. I want to ask. I'm going to ask this. Do you know what? How much sleep do you get? First off, in general. When yeah. In then life. how do you? How much sleep do you get 
when it's the uh, Thursday that the I open to, workout gets announced. I have to be really honest that like this year I maybe didn't handle it the best. <laughs> <laughs> this year I think like last year we had like three athletes. And then this year, I think we had 18. Did it feel yeah. like spinning plates? Well, and, and, with nutrition. And with, well, more with more of nutrition. We 40. Yeah, with the ball, we've got 40 athletes. Yeah, yeah. So in terms still in? In one no, form no, or no, another? No, no, no. In one form or another across regionals. So. Yeah, no, across regionals. Why crisp or worldwide? No, no, worldwide. no, no. That's people who actually made it to regionals. And I think Tim's got a few games athletes now. Um, so I think... Um, so I think... So I think, you know, that's the people who qualified, not just all of the other between however many mm-hmm. clients, like, you know, the extra 400, 500 people we've got doing it. Yeah. So I think this year, I think, um, yeah, I don't think I slept. I don't think I slept for five weeks. What about um, when the Open goes out on that Thursday night? Can you tell me what, because I know that I've sat in a seminar with you before and you've said to the athletes who are trying to perform at a high level for, for go the to Open, bed. Yeah, go to bed, do not stay yeah, up and watch it. it. That's my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've heard you say that sentence. Is that how you work, how you do things when you open? That's how I did. That's how I did it. That's how I did year. it again last year. Okay. So I stayed up and watched it, and then I was in first in the gym at six a.m. six a.m. to set to putting tape down and yeah, set the lanes up. Me and Benny came. Me and Ben, yeah. So we we went there and set that up. So around. And around then the and then, you, then you're on the phone to athletes all day, and then you know if the workout doesn't go to plan or other people do, um, you know. You, for every two athletes who have a great workout, you're going to have a whole fucking bunch of them who have a shit show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's managing that expectation throughout five weeks. Yeah. And I think, um, I think I could definitely have handled that, like in terms of the quantity better. Mm. Um, but again, like, it's kind of the best five weeks ever at the same time. Yeah. So you just, can't really like, it's, it's, yeah, it's just intense. Yeah. It's, it's the best, fit, isn't it? Yeah, it's just the, it is the best five weeks. It yeah. just, you just like, what's going on at the time it's a bit like yeah man the the parallel that I can draw with my industry is when it's Halloween when it's Halloween I'll do 10 nights back to back back. yeah exactly and I'll get up on November the 1st and be like bloody hell like where's the last two weeks of my life gone like I can't I'm barely awake during daylight and this that and the other and you're like you're right Mm -hmm. like these I'm aware that it's not the same as pushing yourself through a marathon but in a to a degree it kind of is and once at least a marathon it's Fucking over in, in yeah. three or four yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. start. It's f- f- I mean, even if you're walking, you're finished in six. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I find then, a gr- <laughs> I found a great balance this year. It's like an athlete, coach, and yeah. like a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. So um, didn't watch it whatsoever in the lead up. Looked at my phone. Woke up in the morning. Saw the workout. Cool. Didn't look at my phone till I finished the workout. So I had to do the workout by ten a.m. Okay. Because I had this a set of rules had, that you'd set yourself. Yeah, so I had all my messages building up and building up and building up, literally saying, "What? What do I eat? What do I, there's thrusters. What do I eat? Yeah. What do I eat with thrusters? Probably not. What right. is the food so, for thrusters? Because apples is carbs. For, no, but should, apples is for thrusters, right? Yeah. And then bananas check, for everything else. Yeah. Bananas Science. for everything else, except yeah. for um, handstand push-ups. We're talking about saurine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's pears. Because yeah, pears, pairs go the other way around. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's but um, yeah, so I just let all the emails mount up till I'd finished the workout about 10. And I just sat on my phone for a couple of hours, yeah. did all my work, all my emails, got back to all my clients so I could enjoy the rest of the day. So I didn't have anything social media-wise until I'd finished the workout. That sounds like you've... Um, that really worked for me. I was going to say, it sounds like you've got a good people, amount of discipline and a nice structure there. People really Great. understood. Do you think you can replicate that next year? Yeah, oh, aiming to. Yeah, I'm just going to do whatever Tim's doing. It's going to be much better. Yeah, oh, you know what you need to do. You need Tim to program your programming. Yeah, 
I just went emo. I went, yeah, I went a 24 hour emo of um, alternating between coffee and knockers. Yeah. That was pretty much it. No, it was fun. It was really fun. It was just, it was just really intense this year, but it was cool. But it was, it was very different as well because it was like new region. Yeah, new it was region. like a new format, less people yeah. going. I was going to say, let's talk about the fact that the teams have now moved from six people to four. Yeah, that, I don't change. think this had been released when we did our first podcast. No, it hadn't. So what's what's what does that mean for gyms overall? I know, I think, I think have the Wasatch Brutes it, or have Mayhem got three teams? Mayhem have got Mayhem two. two. Invictus have got two as well. Invictus have and got both, both qualified for the games. Yeah, I incredible. think it's just like, it's a lot more, uh, it's better to watch for definite. Because mm. when there was six and you've got like, Eight lanes of six people on a field. Like I see a field, but you know what I mean. In the it's field of play, control. it's like what's going on. Bit chaotic. It looks like you've took a load of kids to like yeah. Chuck your cheese or whatever, and just yeah. fill them full of coke. There was a workout this year, which on. was like two people were doing chest bar pull ups. Two people were running. If that had been the six, it, there would have been someone else doing something else somewhere else, and it just ends up being like this big, big thing of chaos. Or just stood was, still. I think it was a better format. Just stood still. Yeah, I think it was a lot of weight better, last year. Right? I think you ended up with a better quality of competition yeah. as well because that that most gyms have two good people, yeah. two good gender. males, two good females. That third one, this is going to come across bad, and I don't mean it to, but they're kind of like the the, the weakest link. Basically, mm. they well, are the by weakest. By their very link. nature, they, yeah, are, they are. You know, they're the weakest link. So. By having the two and the two, mm-hmm. you you have a much stronger team. So then the events are a lot more, the a lot better to watch. Are, yeah. yeah, and I mean you saw it this year with like the amount of the, like um, the amount of minimum work requirements that were hit that weren't hit. Sorry, there wasn't many that it's got stopped out. Okay. Yeah, mm. but even then there was only two in our region, three in our region. What in the meridian? It's ten percent in our region though, which yeah. is nothing in comparison yeah. to other years when okay. there was people getting stopped out the first day. So to the to for want of a better term, there's more people getting to regionals that are of regionals standard. Yes. Yeah, I would say so. And I think Because even even with the teams, if the teams do well, but within that the work requirement is is not met by particular elements or one couples person. or one, one, one person, person yeah. which which and also they, can affect cup, a couple or a pair, yeah, yeah. should I say. Yeah. Um yeah, that's an identifier of the fact that, yeah, there's some people that are kind of being pulled that are maybe hanging on the coattails of athletes who are yeah, yeah. Of, a, of a standard that they're not quite at yet. Exactly. Which, yeah, is, which is not good really, like, it's nice. Oh, I went to regionals. It's like, well, yeah. You stood still and got the team capped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you looked, you looked at a bar for a bit. Like, do you okay, know what I mean? work. <laughs> it's a tough one because it's like, you know, but the sport is, it's a competitive sport with yeah. sponsorships and money involved and mm-hmm. all these things, like, it's no longer 2010. Like, you're mm. not rocking up in a pair of board shorts and cracking on. It's a legit sport now. Yeah, so, you know, if you're not going to treat it like, if it's not going to be tre- like a legit sport, then you don't have a place in the I, sport. I, I like that. I think that um, there's, we always talk, or we did on the last podcast, talk an awful lot about the inclusivity at a local level of CrossFit that yeah. it allows people of from sedentary to actually quite fit rugby player, endurance athlete, whatever it is, to go in and find a training methodology which is challenging and rewarding. Yeah. yeah. But regionals is definitely not the place for inclusivity anymore. No, no definitely and not. we don't, you know, as we... Some even, of the in, stuff, even in some respects, is the Open as well, sorry to interrupt you there, but no. the Open as well, you know, like the scaling options now are not really scaling options. Like the scaling options were pull-ups, kit and pull-ups. Yeah, like getting kit and pull-ups at a gym is a big deal. Yeah. Like when people get the first kit and pull-ups, we're still high-fiving and yeah. running around and yeah, cheering sure. everybody. Oh, it's still a huge moment. Whereas you want it for all like, the guys and yeah. stuff like that. Now it's like, oh, you don't have kit and pull-ups. No point in paying the $10 yeah. and registering for the You're open. You're going to get capped halfway it's through. It's savage. Yeah. 
So it's like it's, so it's, it's bringing the standards of everything. Bringing the standards up, of everything yeah. up, yeah. but the bringing the standards of coaching up then because you're like right next year we must get all of all, all of, of our athletes. Yeah, everybody in this gym must yeah. be able and to get their chin over us. So yeah. good, like that. You're challenging gyms to get to that point. Well, that's that's a that's an interesting point. So uh, Dave Castro said in a video, I think it was like 2013, 2014, he says, it wouldn't surprise me if in X number of years' time we'll see male athletes who can run a five-minute mile, mile that can deadlift 500 pounds and can snatch like 120 kilos or something like yeah. that, that you've got someone who is going to be as good in every speciality as the best within their division now, yeah. but across every different domain. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously what that means is, and you, you know, they, there's a repeat workout every year in CrossFit, right? Yeah. And they always compare. Was it repeat this year? The last one? Oh, the last one, yeah, yeah, yeah. They always compare what happened last time with what happened this time. And the statistics are this volume of, like the Josh Bridges won the uh, won 18.5 when it was 11.6 or something yeah. last time. And the score that he got that was the, quickest in the world remembering that he did it again this year mm-hmm. as the same guy but just with another seven years on him or whatever that score was beaten the best score on the planet was beaten by like 300 people yeah or something yeah. like that some crazy figure but also it's a game of numbers as well because you know like there was back in 2011 we, Much we, wider we were doing crossfit there was there was 2,000 people registered, 3,000 people registered in Europe for the open yeah. this year there was 35 mm. so that's times by 10 yeah. so you know, like the Cast growth the has been wider. massive. The yeah. growth's been massive. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people in our gym, well, a few people in our gym who did that workout in 2011, me included. I think I got like six more reps. I got it rep a year. <laughs> got a rep a year. That's it. <laughs> All that training, a rep a year. You know what I mean? Oh. savage. Like, not good. Not good at all. But you were, you had AIDS. Oh, I thought I was going to die. We too. With, I thought I was going to die. Couples with meningitis and yeah. with typhoid. Yeah, and uh, full spot. I went full Tim Briggs on the back as well. well. Yeah, yeah. Full Tim Briggs. So, I mean, like, my open experience wasn't very good this year. <laughs> it wasn't good at all. Performed well and contributed to the team, which was the most important thing. Yeah. But, um, I mean, there was a couple yeah, of workouts eight, you were talking about 18.3 should should have been your jam, right? Well, 18.3, I mean, I came back 40th in our region. But that was That with, was the first workout I'd done after you uh, hadn't two eaten and a, weeks. You hadn't eaten a solid meal for like. No, nah, I had two and a half weeks off and I couldn't repeat it again because I was. I was literally broken. Mm-hmm. Like I was coughing along up after it. Tim judges. I was, I was dying. Mm-hmm. So I think I did five sessions in five weeks. And it was just the open workouts. <laughs> the amount so, of people who got ill during the open was ridiculous. Yeah, it wasn't good. Well. You need to manage, you know what it you was? need to manage immunity. We didn't have a cold enough winter, Chris. Probably, That's what it probably was. Probably it wasn't cold enough. That was the trouble. Was didn't it? kill off any of well, the... Well, do you not remember... It was when it was stop winter. Do you not it's remember still winter at Easter. When we... Wasn't everyone cold everyone wasn't able to do... Um, which was it? Was it eighteen point four? Oh, because the snow. Yeah. When there was snow drift. No, that was eighteen point two. That was the clean one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the. Hey, s- think about Iceland because I was off. And they fucking crush it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, they're they're all. Yeah, they're getting prepped, they? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, they're all on like people like, tobogganing. Tobogganing. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Sigmund started tobogganing to the gym yeah. and Ford Fiesta, isn't that crashing down bike a bank? It wasn't a good time. Unbelievable. I, I emergency crashed my car, didn't they? Did you Tim just he couldn't drive it. He's like, banging in curve, it'll be fine. <laughs> I walked past him on my headphones Let's in, go. completely blanked him. Whilst we were all trying to push, push, trying to push his car, my headphones in, totally walked straight past him. Were you in classics? You wouldn't have helped anyway, would you? Wouldn't no, James Scott, James Scott came and grabbed me and then I went back and told him they were all doing it wrong. <laughs> no, he didn't. He tried to push. He was like, it's best if you just leave it. And we were like, thanks. Okay. Cheers, mate. I was right. And did you leave it? Yeah. Yeah, got it towed out. Took the advice specialist. Yeah, yeah. Gary sorted it out, didn't he? 
He did. Well, Ben Kennedy's got an approach, isn't it? He just takes like five 20 kilo plates from yeah, the gym and puts them in the boot. I've got a better approach. Don't buy a BMW. That's a better approach. Oh, in hindsight, that's, that's Tim's agreeing. Tim's agreeing. Mm. Mate, 100 kilos in the boot you can't. Yeah. Andy Stocker loved it, didn't he? Just whipping it around in his. He's defending. He's helping people. Yes. Sirens on the top of that Driving <laughs> over smaller way. cars, driving over the top of them. Yeah, He's loving it. Yeah. Brilliant. Getting his dog out and like attaching like <laughs> snow dogs. thing behind it. Yeah. yeah. Like scampering it. away. He'll have been so happy with himself. He would have. Well, that's like his. This is it. That's this is my calling. This is my time to shine. Running around with that shotgun, with a shotgun on his back. Like when Homer becomes Mister Plow. You probably had that, <laughs> that camel gilet on as well. Oh, mate, of course he was wearing the camel gilet. Reebok camel gilet from off of Jordan. They have obviously he didn't want. I've never worn it. How was it the same size? How are you two the same size? I don't know, but it fits him. I think he made it yeah. fit. It's a gilet, though, isn't it? So, you know what I mean? Sleeveless. It can be tight. Mm. Yeah, you don't have to wear You don't have to zip it, it and that's nah, the glorious part about it. I mean, it's, it's camel, you can't see it. Anyway. Coat, isn't it? Yeah, can't see it anyway. yeah, chestless, bodiless. Armless. Armless everything. Just a beast. So as we move forward towards the games, um, are there any athletes or teams or anything that you are surprised by or that is there any elements moving forward that you think are going to be interesting for people to watch? Like with So with, with athletes, um, back to regionals a little bit as well. So I worked with Kelly Frail when she was there. Okay. And she had a completely different mindset to everybody in the room because she'd already qualified for the games. With the Masters qualifiers for the 40 to 44 category. Okay, so, but was then also deciding to... Also yeah. individual. For a bit, for Ridiculous. Um, just because you can. Just because you can. But in the back room, it was a completely different scenario to everything I'd seen with everybody else. She's having fun. She's there for a training weekend. Yeah. She just wanted to do the best she could. Demonstrate her skills. Yeah, and everyone was kind of in awe of, like, she's a 40-year-old mum of two and... She'd worked hard to be there. Still, until she got introduced, it. she was like, yeah, everyone's only introducing me as this. Yeah. Like, brilliant. Yeah, yeah that's right. Everyone, everyone loves it. But, um, it's amazing. Yeah, it was amazing because she was just having a laugh. We were just having a laugh in the back room, just telling her what to do. She was warming up. She was happy to be there. Yeah. Then you looked around the room, all these Scandinavian birds with the headphones in, like, yeah. tuning out life with the motivational coach to the side saying, you can't, you can't, you can't. Then, it's a bit intense. Yeah, like, that was one thing. Rather intense than the back. That was one thing I noticed this so, year. So, so refreshing. In the whole so area. interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, I think, I think, I think we were talking about earlier, we've kind of just skipped over it. I think the mindset thing is way bigger than, than that. And I think there was a lot of people there who were just like, were full on tuned you love in. the mindset yeah. stuff. No, I just think, it just depends on the individual, doesn't it? Yeah. I you think guys it does. are fine, but you guys are you guys. I do think that and you I, are. And I think you've got people there who like need to tune out and need to not worry about other stuff. And you see it with certain athletes, like, we talked about this about certain athletes, I'm not going to mention their names, but their habits changing. Yeah, yeah, but like, I don't think that's necessarily a mindset thing. I think it's a habit thing. Yeah. That's, I think that's two, okay. I think they're two different issues. Okay, well then, whether you want to call it a habit thing, but there's certain characteristics that certain people show that you could predict their failure. Yeah. Or predict their outcome, or like prior to, and things that they need to change. Yeah. Like, that's you know. character. I'd say that's their character, how you well, can. Well, I mean, we can go through that. semantics of different terminologies yeah. of it. But if someone's doing some habitual shit, mm-hmm. which means you can tell that they're overcompensating because they're bricking it, yeah. and then they get there, and then they actually just shit their pants at the start and then mm-hmm. fail, like fail because yeah. you know they're worried. Mm-hmm. Then that habitual stuff has to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. I mean, or you can turn around and have this like like you guys like quite fixed mindset of right. 
you guys shouldn't be there because you you know you can't suck it up and you can't deal with it. I don't no, think, but but no, but I'm saying that you have to deal the, with the you coach. Have, would but step you in. you have to. Well, is oh, the coach the oh, right oh, person oh. to? Oh. Is the coach the right person to? Depends on your coach or programmer or what your thing is. If you're there to warm them up, mm-hmm. but you know you can't be. It might not necessarily be the same person to give them little tickles and tell them to you know stop checking out chicks on Instagram. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? If that's the thing that they're doing that's causing yeah. them issues, or checking out other athletes yeah. on social media, or shit talking yourself. Or having a really bad time after a workout. These are habitual things that people are putting in place where they smell failure in the first workout, and then mm-hmm. they and then they go fail. And then you got that yeah, guy. Sense. Then you got that guy in that other region who was like in the third heat in the last workout, and then what? he got like the best time and went to the games. He yeah. was in the crowd having a beer mm. because he didn't think he was there and he was chilled <laughs> well, out. And he, and, he, and, he, and he smashed the. He work. was in a coma this time last year as well. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the athlete, you know. Oh, he's a guy from the Pacific Regional. He was like in a he had, like, really bad health last year. So he was he in a came coma. fifth in Pacific Regional um, this year. Yeah, absolutely yeah. badass. Like yeah. completely. But, but he was in the third, he was in the third heat on the last day, so he was like nowhere near going. Yeah, like he wasn't one of the guys scrapping at the top. Totally bossed the final workout. Then was like awesome, great weekend. Went in the crowd, started having a beer, yeah. chilling out, and, and then they're like, games. "They need to call you back out, dude." And he's like, "Oh, fuck!" But you know what I mean? If yeah. but if if you, if you think <laughs> if, if you're already on, if, you're, if you're already on the beers after day one, because you know what I mean? Because running on a treadmill isn't your jam. Heads mm. in the shed. Do you know what I mean? And then and then all you're going to do is let yourself decline. Mm. And it's like, well, it's you know, I said there should be a level of autonomy. So at that point, you should be prepared to handle your position. Like it's you should only, need somebody to come you. and give you a little hug yeah. and your you favorite blanket out under the Yeah, exactly. Floor. I think a lot of that though can be like it can be taken care of by like people being more prepared. Yeah. So like if you're going to regional, well, no, I think I think you should, I think I think this stuff needs to be dialed in now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think I think if you're going to go if you want to go to regionals next year, how would you and, go and, about and, it? And at any point during the season, you used to go, oh god, did you see that dude snatch? You're like. You need to stop looking at other guys' snatches and sort your fucking shit out. Not just that, not even like the social media stuff, because that's inevitable. No, but I think that's the stuff that's the stuff that I see in the dialogue that I get because most people contact us through social media. I think more like training stuff, like, you know, if you look at that first event, you think, oh god, three miles on a treadmill. Mm. I'm not being funny, but you're not really that fit. You can't run three miles on one of those skill mills when you're supposed to be one of the top forty fittest people in Europe. Like, have a word. Mm. Like seriously have a word. Yeah. And you know, people could say that to me and the counteractive, well, oh, you want to be one of the yeah. fittest people in Europe, but you can't snatch 110. But that, that yeah, but you know, I, I wasn't there. But that, that's down to if we're going down the mindset route, which you know, you, you guys aren't, aren't into as much, and I'm just like, I just hear the term, I hear the terminology, that's reframing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I d- like yeah, I've got I'm, to endure with three miles on the treadmill. Yeah. Actually, everyone's got to endure with three miles on the treadmill, so and I know that I can suffer more than everyone else. Yeah, like I'm the dude that is going to puke on myself and still finish. Like if you if you're going Flicking into it, if you, if, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and if that's the attitude you're going into it, that's very different because they're both looking at the same thing differently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel that like, to be fair, I feel like I'm being quite dismissive of the mindset stuff, which I don't want to come across as being dismissive, but I just think it's a bit arty farty. Personally, I think, I think it's, it's very interesting far, but there is a lot of niche underneath where you can go with like self-talk preparation is a key thing. Yeah. Like you're talking a lot about prep and I how, think it's all how prep. to de- deal with a comp. You need you need that, whether it's somebody to talk to, whether it's your coach, whether it's just your girlfriend Friend at home just saying, yeah, yeah. hey, look, stop looking at Give Instagram. Give me some perspective. Yeah, yeah. So have I, some perspective. I wanna, just I wanna take some it. time away from that. Then. I want to touch on a few things that we've come up with there. So... One of them is, I'll ask a bunch of questions and I'll let you all go after that. <laughs> Firstly, do you think that athletes should 
leave their phones at home for regionals? And do you Should think, we go down the queue on yeah, this? Yeah, do you think that their performance would... How much do you think their performance would either increase, decrease, or not change back if they left their phone at home, Paul? Depends on the individual. Right, okay. But for some individuals, for some individuals, have some, a profound for, effect? So, for some individuals, yes. You're talking percent, like quantifiable percentages. Like it uh, could yeah, be a, yeah. it could be a, a uh, reps, yeah. reps in places potentially. Oh yeah, 100%. but I think those people are probably then the people they were watching are around them. Mm. By at that stage of the competition, not, so not on a screen, it's not on a screen in front of them. So they're already kind of they've already set it in. Mm. I don't think the problem necessarily is game day. Mm. I think the problem is is how you're perceiving it. Fucking six months before. I mean, if you can't handle Instagram over a competition weekend, there's probably some mindset. Again, you're probably you're, you're probably you're, you're probably you're already kind of like defeated. What about yeah. you, Tim? Do you think athletes should maybe consider leaving yes. their phone at home? One hundred percent. Not home, just away. Hotel. H- uh, yes, away for the game day. Probably look at the leaderboard. Don't look into it too much. Mm-hmm. But yet again, what Paul was saying was in the warm up area. Hansan walks over the thing. Some girls were crushing it. Some girls weren't. Yeah. You instantly compare yourself. Yeah, you're like shit. I can't do that. I'm but you, I mean, you, you, you scale that your capacity to compare yourself infinitely when you access the internet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of people yeah. that like we like so say we went into the that workout the hand as a team the handstand walk one with a yeah. lot of waiting on like we everyone in the team could do the handstand walks. Yeah. It got the game day. Actually, not everyone could do them on on the day just in just in the in the event and in the moment. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is like we underperformed on how we'd done it in the gym mm-hmm. several times, yeah. but we still got like seventh in that workout. Yeah. Like, and you know, and for, everybody for, performed for, would have been a lot higher though. Yeah. But for yeah. our point of view, all we'd seen on the internet and on Instagram was everyone yeah. who was finished it. Yeah. You know, 90% yeah. of videos on that were people posting videos of them completing it. No one was posting in, in the videos the of them face planting off the side. Quite a few did, but then it was the next one like, oh, graceful. Oh, so so, so, yeah. you, so if, if, if you're seeing a hundred people, and a hundred percent of them are, fi- fin- are finishing it, then you're going to assume that a hundred percent of people can do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and, and that a, wasn't real, was it? This is a microcosm for social media in general, though. You see yeah. the best of everyone oh, else's everything. life, right. like seeing the worst of your own. You don't even recognise people yeah. from social media a lot of the time. No, yeah, for sure, mm. for sure. Yeah. What about you, John? What's your thoughts on uh, athletes? I mean, phones and stuff I don't know. Like I mean, personally, I I, like, I always take mine and leave it in my bag, though. Mm. Like, I don't. I, I'm quite like chilled on my phone. It doesn't really bother us. I, I think, don't really I, spend a lot of time on. Yeah. Social media, like, yeah. um yeah, just don't. It doesn't really affect us. I, like, what, I don't really compare myself to others. What What's interesting here is that you've got you two guys who I, I definitely think have got um, a innate, appropriate mindset to a degree. Like, it, you, I'm sure it could be better, but I, I definitely oh, it could definitely be better. I, I definitely yeah. think that for a lot of people, if you said, "Would you like to swap your mindset with regards to?" working out and um, suffering and, and, and enduring discomfort physically within a sport with Jordans and Tim's, I think a lot of people would probably go, yeah, I'm going to benefit yeah. from that. Yeah. Like, and I think what you're saying here, Paul, is also very valuable about the fact that there are, there are some people, Jordan, you have within your fitness arsenal, you have certain elements of which like your ability to do a five minute double unders and thrusters workout versus your um, max squat snatch yeah. is um, a, a weighted in one direction instead of another. Yeah. But in the same way as someone's physical capability may be very heavily weighted 
away from their mental capacity. Yeah, their, yeah. Their, uh, well, I mean, you can have all the mental capacity in the world, but if you can't lift the bar, you can't lift the bar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, unless everyone, you, do, unless you do, do a, David Goggins, in which yeah, everyone can do a forty-five pound thruster and a and a double under. Like, mm-hmm. there's no physical limitation stopping you doing that. Mm-hmm. There's a physical limitation with lifting a bar. You can either do it or you can't. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can either lift the weight or you can't lift the weight. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I think that's what so, when you were talking about reframing there. I think that's a good point. That I mean, I. I'm sure to a degree, 110 kilos is a is a, is well, a mean, goal for yourself. To, to use it as an example is like the open workout in 2017, which was the squat snatch workout, like which you what you watched us do. You so PB four times. PB four I, times. I, I like that, like yeah. I came like 500th in Europe on that workout. I could look at that and go, shit, came 500th. I could look and go, ah, oh, PB four times. So like your one rep max snatch. Yeah, I did PB'd four times after. Doing a shitload of other all work. of those eighty kilo ones, which was like you know eighty three percent of my one at max at the time. Yeah. So it's like you know I could look at that and be neg- negative about it and go, well, I came five hundredth, and yep, that cost me going to regionals because I was like top fifty in the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Or I could look at it and go, well, I couldn't have done any more, so I didn't fail. If yeah. anything, I actually exceeded expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you'd said to me at the beginning of the day going to hit four snatches at hundred kilos, I would have high fived you and went and had me burger yeah, early. Do you know it. what I mean? Like. Like, so, I think this is the mindset that we've got in our gym, though. I think we're lucky because we get that culture within our gym environment. Drip, drip down. We've got yeah, a competitive so, culture for yeah, sure. Yeah, and but I think we've got a pretty good. I think we've managed to like instill a pretty good mindset mm. with I, good I, role models. So I, I think, think so. I think we're quite. I think in a gym we're lucky. I think I don't, don't worry about the mindset of the people we work with. I think they're all badasses. Yeah. Like no, the people we work directly in the gym, like they're all amazing. But I think. There is some who segregate themselves and you can see don't have it often though and say we're doing some programming from wherever they just segregate from all the classes, go in the corner and they've got AMRAP 60 burpees. They'll give up for like two minutes. You can see them, you can see them even in like a snatch workout or hitting a one RM, they'll, they'll drop back subconsciously. So they just let the foot off the gas yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah, because there's no one there. They're not really accountable to anybody. Or... I think that external. I think a lot of that as well is that they're probably not that bought in. Mm. Like, it's belief, isn't it? Yeah, like belief we, is. You know, we've all had programming from different coaches. You know, not not the guys that are sitting here, but these guys program for me now. But you know, I've had program from other people in the past where I've looked at it and, and it's been really tough. But I've been so bought into it that I've just gone right. Well, that's what's required. That's a challenge. I've got to do it. Yeah, you know, like, my my old coach Jousey had me doing like four Kellys, so I would do five rounds of Kelly, rest five minutes, do that four times. It's like two hours, <laughs> and it was like complete madness, yeah. and it was rough. But How it was like mean? it was what what it was what that's what what's was on the required. Piece of paper. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was written down. So once it's written down, it has to be done. I think that commitment to. Um, unwavering commitment to completing the work. That's it's also there. trust as well. Though. You've in got your coach, coach, you have to faith. You have to trust faith in the coach. coach. Yeah. I think as well another another element of that. What what that obviously carries forwards, and you you touched on habit before. If you have the um, idiosyncratic habit of what, what I see on paper is what I do yeah. in the gym, mm-hmm. like without question, I think that the more that you can cultivate that, because I know, you know, I sometimes get programming, I'll go, fucking hell, like, you you, you make the excuse just as it's getting hard, oh, well, like, you know, I, I really do need to get to work now, like, I've, mm. I, I've got I've got a reason about that. You've always got a reason why you, can, yeah. why you can drop it off. And I think that if you are getting coaching, and this is powerlifting, Johnny from Propane would say the same thing with regards to his powerlifting thing. Some of the sessions, some of the volume that he has to do, really quite 
Brilliant. Terrible. Yeah. And one rep every six minutes. So. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. You do have a lot of rest. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, but sometimes, sometimes there's more yeah, than one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Sometimes it's like it's three doubles or three, three yeah, up to five. Like quarters. Yeah, 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 yeah Three yeah. board press. Um, <laughs> when, it up. when um, on those sessions, he has to use the piece of paper as his external accountability if there yeah. isn't someone there. It's written down. But I think it's very hard. I think it's yeah. very. I think it's very difficult when it he is. gets testing to rely on. Like just a promise that you made yourself. I said I was going to complete this work, therefore I've got to complete. This I think work. as well, like the biggest progress that I ever made as an athlete, and like with my, um, like mental approach to training was like even if say I've got four rounds of Kelly and I do the first three under twenty. What's, what's Kelly? Uh, four hundred, four hundred brutal. Four hundred meter run. It's not brutal on its own, but when you have to do four of them, it's rough. Four hundred meter run. 30 wall ball, it's 30 wall balls first. Yeah. 30 wall balls, 30 box jumps, five rounds. So it was five rounds of that, rest five minutes, so four times. 20 rounds. 20 rounds, yeah, <laughs> rough. Um, but like, so let's say you do that in the first three or under 20 minutes. Like, I, I used to get, if I didn't get the fourth one under 20 minutes, I'd be like, oh, failed. Yeah. Now I'm like, well, nah, I did the fourth one, so at least I stayed and did it. Yeah. If it takes me 25 minutes, I still completed the, the work, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's because I always used to treat training as a competition, mm-hmm. whereas... You can't you can't train like that because if you do you just burn out. You fucking shit. You burn out. Well, by the time oh, you look you get, amazing in the gym. Yeah, you look great in the oh, you gym. Look phenomenal and then, the gym. And then you, you, you go home and you're right. Like I'm the polar opposite of that. Like I train really bad, but yeah. then I compete reasonably well. Yeah. In in certain competitions, depending on the events. Do you find I'm ask you the question? Do you think that people who have a bad mindset? Do you think that you can probably highlight some athletes that require mindset work by the ones who? perform well in training and badly in competition. I would say maybe it's for a competition mindset, but maybe it's not a trainer mindset because mm. people who are training well in the gym are obviously clearly motivated. Yeah. Probably just missing that that thing that gets them to... Like, unless they're overtraining. It'll probably be the yeah, coach as well. Yeah, like, tired, you know? Like, somebody, that's also a big thing. I've, I've been guilty of it, just massively overtraining, under-resting, putting a lot of pressure on myself to try and do well. So do more programs, do more programming, get to the competition, whether it's the Open anything like that then shit I don't have anything else just you've got me. nothing in the time like fuck I've worked oh, yeah. I've overtrained for two so years to get to this point two degrees yeah. you know I think a lot of the time people what's the Greg Glassman quote is it be impressed by intensity not volume or something like that yeah I think there's like a it's like a fine line with that because you get people who you know like volume like I've responded really well to volume so I can mm. do a lot of volume and I respond really really well and you've, you've had um muscle fibre analysis done or something yeah, similar, or, which actually told you that. Right? Yeah, I respond well to doing a lot of volume. So, like, for for example, sprints, like, kick my ass. But, like, a, yeah. a 5K run or a 10K run or a half marathon, I, w- I wouldn't be as broken from the next day. Yeah. I said that I did run 10K last Sunday and I was broken for three days. <laughs> but, um, but, you know what I mean? Like, my body responds better to that. But I think it just depends on the individual. It depends yeah, on the very athlete. Some people can only need to train an hour a day. Some people need to train three hours a day. Just okay. depends. So or some people th- tell themselves they need to train, need to train three, three hours, hours a day. day. In reality, but then it's back to that Instagram thing that oh shit, he's done eight sessions in a day. <laughs> Probably not. Fourteen stone yeah. in a day. Fourteen stone <laughs> a day. <laughs> um, so before we wrap up, someone who's listening, this podcast is going to be about mindset within sport to a degree. Are there any resources that you guys think 
if someone wants to learn a little bit more, is there anything that's helped you sort of with framing any YouTube videos, any podcasts, any... Paul's blog? probably the one to chat about, like, Paul? He, to chat to, because he's, he's done a bit of reading on it, but I think... But for, no, me, for me, for me, it's like for me. What the fuck? Just jump right in. What book you reading? What book But for me, I I would just say um, the the Dave Goggins podcast with uh, Joe Rogan is actually really interesting in terms of mindset because he was somebody who you know came from being obese, out of shape, um, really demotivated, actually quite seriously ill. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's now like arguably the fittest guy on the planet. So. Um, that's a really good podcast to listen to. Also, any of the podcasts that I've got, like like Jason, I, I like um, Jason Cleaver's podcast as well, the Amrap Men- Mentality. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's a guy who's not a competitive athlete anymore, but owns multiple businesses, got a family, you know, a daughter that's not very well. I mean, I think she's doing better now, but he's got all these things going on in his life and he's still able to train well, run his businesses, da, da, da. he balances mm-hmm. everything quite well. Yeah. So obviously, he's got a pretty clear mindset as to what he's doing. His stuff's good. That's about it, really, for me. Tim, anything that you like? Well, not not really in that type of thing, but <laughs> I don't really read too much into it because it's going to sound quite bad. I believe that it's quite innate. Mm-hmm. You can talk to yourself and get around certain issues in terms of anxiety and things, but like a lot of people tell themselves they're mentally strong. But I would love to try and test that and... Get away, well, I think get, I think that's actually quite a liberating thing to yeah, say because what it means is that a lot of these problems are self-created. At some point, yeah. yeah, yeah, they'll know they're self-created or they can get around it or something like that. But they tell themselves they're so mentally strong until something comes up where it's a certain level of threshold where it will break them. There is that discomfort. and I I hundred percent agree that um, these people that do hashtag it should be waterboarded and see, <laughs> and see, see how mentally strong they are. Like, let's, see how, let's see how long you can really last with that hashtag with your hard work pays which, off. Which hashtag? The, Any of them, the grind. Oh, the grind, hustle, the grind, the hustle. humble. Can, like, we, can we ban, like can we ban some hashtags now? I like the grind. I think it's good. Which, yeah. which, one's, gr- cause which one's grinding? And which well, we put a vote on the, we put a poll on the... <laughs> <laughs> We put a poll on the Instagram. It was uh, Alex, no, I put Alex Murphy CrossFit on it, and it was mm. what's more important: the grind or the hustle. And I think the hustle actually yeah. won. They just Instagram, Instagram facts. Yeah, but, yeah Instagram. But facts, back to Instagram it: facts. if you, if you need some form of mental training, I'd get a coach. Get a coach who you believe in. Get some accountability, and get your life taken care of in terms of your programming, your belief, your nutrition. Mm-hmm. Get all those aspects dialed in. To something where you believe it might be Warrior Program, it might not be. Mm-hmm. It might be whoever else is out there who you think. Who else? Then? I don't know. I know okay. the program. There aren't any others, are there? There's no, no one else. It's, pro- it's Warrior Program. Yeah. Or CrossFit.com. Or CrossFit.com. Yeah. They're the only, it's, it's it's only two programs. Or, um, which is a shame. Same in terms of the nutrition. Like, um, I've, I've tried to put myself out there to certain people over time, and obviously they didn't have the belief in me. Yeah. With certain people. Lose Canada's back on, but I don't know what you mean. Yeah, people need to find a belief where they can trust whoever they're working with. Yeah, and not yield results. I think that's a big thing because, like, I do think that's a massive thing. Like, if you trust uh, trust the process, God, that's another hashtag. No, I think but you know, if you trust the process and you believe that what your coach or your nutrition coach or whatever is trying to get you to do, um, 
it takes all the pressure off you training because all you have to do is turn up. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, your coach, like when we program for someone, we want them to win. Yeah, we're not doing it. You're not doing we, it. We want them. We want, we want them to you. win probably slightly more than they want to, and yeah. we probably believe in them slightly more than they believe in themselves. Yeah. And you do it with uh, yeah. perspective. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and there'll be very few people sure. in their lives who really want them to win without any of the compromises. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, your parents want you to win, but they also want you to go and have Sunday dinner with them and maybe have the dessert afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or you go home and your mom's made a savage lasagna mm-hmm. and you're like, mom, I'm trying to get shreds. Sorry. Fuck. Sorry, son. Mom, I'm going to love her. This is skip them in. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? Your parents aren't trying to fuck your shit up. Team but at the same time. Team Paul. I would love to get you on but, the but oh, they, man. But they, um, I'll be on. Um, <laughs> Yes. Get me on. Um, Let's sign the contract. Harry, <laughs> you fucking no, but, <laughs> no, but yeah, very few people who want you to win as much as we would. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then it's like, oh well, I don't know if I believe in you. Like we fucking believe in you more, mm-hmm. and we yeah. believe in us. But I don't. I get that. That for some people, it's like it's an ideology, isn't it? If you if you resonate with someone or something, it's easier to get on board with. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not as sure, I think I think that getting that buy in, and I think this is definitely something that over the years with specifically with physio work that I've had done yeah but also with other bits and pieces especially rehab routines anything where you can't immediately see the benefit I think requires buy-in now use, I've used yeah, this example before I used this example before so um, I've done I've started journaling this year um, people listening will know what I'm talking about which is a six minute diary which you can get on Amazon and shit like that and the first 60 pages of this diary you don't write in it it's these, this is the justification scientifically for why you are going to do each of these things. This is why it's on a morning. This is why you use a pen and paper. This is why this question gets asked. This is why this question gets asked. These are the studies that show what effect it will elicit to you. The first 60 pages of reading, which is a high barrier to entry for people to actually get to the meat and veg mm-hmm. of the product. But once I've completed that 60 pages, I was like, Father, I can sing the praises of this yeah. now. Like, yeah. I am bought in. Yeah, yeah. and you'll buy I've, other people in. Great I've, business like, strategy. Well, absolutely. You're like, look, this is. I've had the dream sold to me. Mm. And I think that this is a lot of the time. You guys do it, definitely, I think. And the propane boys do it too. You underplay to a degree because you're humble guys. You underplay your level of expertise because you take it for granted to a degree. And then when you actually sometimes deploy... So I read a page of the um, We Dominate Nutrition, uh, the most recent PDF that you have mm-hmm. sent out. I sent was one, it the open guide or? Maybe. I'm not sure. It was yeah. one about um, whether you're eating carbs before cardio and carbs before weight training. And okay. it was a page on that. And I was like just reading through about what phosphocreatine's energy system gets activated mm-hmm. through ATP, glucose, transfer a da, 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 and yeah. I'm like Tim's Tim's like a fucking wizard like yeah, Tim is a legitimate wizard yeah. like what the fuck you, what, what's all what is this got a degree bro but the thing got, like, is bare degrees people don't need to know it they just need to know I'm gonna have a carbohydrate I understand them. but I think it's all I think about in dissem- order, in disseminating order to, knowledge and, and yeah, that's this, where this the application is, really provides mm-hmm. like that's what we do really well we like to get instead of putting ATP bias programming we put Fuck yourself up. Yeah. yeah. I think, you're, I think yeah, the point that you're about to make is important, though. It's important for people to know that you know that for them yeah. to then buy in. Yeah. I've said, I've said to, to both yourself and Yusuf's a good example from Propane Fitness. He, in six months' time, will be a doctor. Proper, proper doctor. Yeah, yeah. And every so often during a live stream or something similar or the same during one of your PDFs, you'll read something that kind of like 
lets you peer behind the curtain yeah. a bit and you go, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I'm aware that I just got to see, like, the gossamer thin veneer yeah. of the disseminated information, the mm-hmm. top-level shit gross. I need to know. But there's all... There's a fucking bastard that lives below it. And <laughs> it's just... You go... Wow. And that, yeah. to me, I, personally, I think that, yeah, you don't want to be swinging your dick around showing off mm. because you somehow feel that that makes you, like, uh, you, you're able to... <sighs> publicly masturbate through a PDF essentially about how good you are. But I certainly think from my side as a potential client, as a good example for that, I read the first 60 pages of six minute diary and I've just completed it today, final day. And I've bought another one because I want to go again because I believe in the Mm -hmm. process. And I think part of that is the justification for where the end result has come from. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of them, a lot of coaches that I know, a lot of people, physios as well, like, Make people believe in the process. Like, mm. tell them the understanding. Some people just want to know. Yeah. But then other people... Need to understand that, it. Yeah. And you said, you know, some of the clients... You'd said earlier on, Paul, about some of the clients need that, like, that extra level of care or attention or rigor yeah. or whatever you want to say. But some people respond really well to that. Yeah. And, um, but sometimes they also just need to just fucking go. They just need to do it. Mm. And I think, yeah. but I, I, you know, I, I definitely think from your guys' side, like having seen what it is that you put out and how well developed it is, I definitely think that that's one of the things that um, probably even some of your athletes need to appreciate a little yeah. bit more, like just how much work goes into that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so, anyway, thank you very much, guys. We will be back with Tim and potentially someone or potentially just some cupcakes. I might bring the dog. Oh my god, could you imagine how loud it would be? Oh, it'd be carnage, right? It would. Probably shit on the car. (laughs) I mean, Jordan nearly did earlier on. Yeah, I've got through the whole podcast, so I'm good, mate. He's very good. Eyeing up that bug for a while. When you've had five emodians, (laughs) like. Mate, I've done four in two days, like, it's quite a lot for me that. Before upsetting the emodians with caffeine. The thing is, I haven't eaten anything, so there's nothing to come out. Alex Miller. Yeah. Alex Miller took took an emodium every day for like three years, he didn't have to poo at work. Coming back out. Didn't have work for years. Didn't, didn't want to have a poo anywhere except his home or the gym. Why? Because he didn't like it. Because he's weird. And then he did Mount really Kilimanjaro and realised he had to shit up a mountain and wipe it with his hands and after that he got over it. Mm. Well. On that bombshell. Sorry to ruin your ending there. We dominate nutrition, built up north, warrior programming, Reebok CrossFit Tyneside, everything will be in the show notes. Thank you very much for the season. Bye.